0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to this special edition of the Inside Out Effect podcast. This is episode 18. Uh, The topic of this podcast is blame, and that's I'm alright, it's everybody else, part two. And so um, we also have today a special guest who will join us a little bit later on, and she'll be discussing her journey and revealing her incredible journey uh, to wellness since she started switching off all of her negative responses and all of her past issues, and how this has massively had a positive effect on her and impacted her in her current everyday life. But, yeah, but before that, I would like to just introduce myself. I'm your host. Uh, I'm Stephen Jates from HealingTheMind.co.uk. I'm a therapist. I'm a DTO specialist, a neuro reboots technician, a hypnotherapist. Plus many, many other things, but which I won't go into. And alongside me today, as usual, um, who's very happy now, he's got his cup of tea and he's had his had biscuits. Oh, yeah. I am. Alongside me is the distinguished and the charismatic and the newly freshly trimmed uh, Jonathan Shaw. Uh, hello, Jonathan. How are you, my friend, bearing that brand new haircut? That I, I, I'm glad
1: you explained the freshly trimmed because <laughs> everyone listening <laughs> yes. was worrying what that was. I know. Uh, but it is a haircut. <laughs> it and is... I will stay on my head. Yes, it um, is. So just for the people who, who have the same sense of humour as me, yeah, uh, I, it was a freshly trimmed haircut.
0: Yes, and I'm glad to say it has made, for me, uh, it's made a massive difference as I didn't even notice it yesterday you when notice. you brought it up that you well, had a haircut. You, you so. know
1: what, a hairdresser once told me that a good haircut is when people don't know you've had it done. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got it, a And I'm haircut. telling you now, <laughs> so yeah. it's bloody marvellous. It's amazing, yeah. William.
0: Okay, great, so hello, Jonathan. Jonathan's the creator of the DTO system. He's also a therapist for 20 years. He's also author of the book, and wait for it, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, Decoding Pain, the Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain.
1: He did it. Forever. He got it right. ah,
0: yes. Oh my goodness, mate. I know. And the a, crowd goes wild because we've got a guest. You see, I've had to, I've had to make sure that I've, uh, I'm, you know, I'm pulling all the stops out. Yeah, so, you mean you just wrote it down? This I wrote time. it down. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <it> did. <laughs> so, hello, Jonathan, mate, it's good to have you in our brand new studio today. We're obviously in a different studio today, so um, it's really great. It's a new scenery. So, how have you been? How's how have you, how's your week been? Because it's been a few weeks. Since it has. We, it's been actually, it's I think, two weeks. It's yeah, two or three weeks or so. It's three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Since we did the last podcast, mm-hmm. and um, obviously we was going to do it last week, but I got massively triggered. You did, and I was actually not in a fit state really to uh, to do the podcast, which just no. really, really just goes to show that even though we do work on all of our stuff, and you know, I've made massive, massive progress over the last you know twelve to fifteen months there is things that come along from my past that re-trigger us and can really debilitate us in some ways. Yes. And, you know, and I was in the impact of that. And thankfully, you know, um, we was able to address it pretty quickly and get rid of that. And I'm now longer not in the impact of that. But it's just really to say that, you know, that we do have things that come up from time to time. And so we was going to do the podcast last week. And, you know, and uh, I just had some I, something come up for me, which was, which was not good. So I just wanted to say that because I, feel, I don't want people to think that we're both infallible and... You know, well, you speak d- for yourself. I am perfect. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can talk what you like, but I am literally the perfect specimen of a human being that you could possibly get. <laughs> with a haircut, uh, haircut, everything. I'm just, you know, you always describe me as suave, debonair, sexy. I'm just living up to that standard. Charismatic, charismatic. Yeah. I'm living up to that standard literally every single day. You are. Um, no, I'm not. We all, we're, we're all fallible. We all have triggers, yeah, and as we move forward in life. Um, and we we, uh, we do new things and progress in life we have new triggers that come up yeah. so that's, that's perfectly natural but the point is we have a way to switch off the trigger so we can move forward and it, it doesn't keep affecting our lives yeah. or doesn't permanently affect our lives and stop us from doing what we want to do in life
0: so. yeah I mean because I, I went and met somebody last week for a coffee I hadn't seen him for a long time and it brought up so much from my past mm. um, you know there was a lot of stuff that's that I experienced after what happened in the breakup of that relationship, which I've been carrying for a long time. And and it just and, and I wasn't, you know, you're not aware of these things. This is the thing. We think, right. you know, once we've moved on, we think we've moved on from stuff. But ultimately, uh, in many ways, if we've had an emotional response to something from an event in our past, we actually store all of that information in our subconscious. And when that gets re-triggered or when you get put into a situation like that, it will retrigger those responses. And we unfortunately, as humans, think that it's happening now. I mean what am I say? it's happening now being created now Yes. But actually, what's really happening? It's all the stuff in the past that came awesome. up, that come up for me. Um, there's a lot of heartbreaking stuff that happened there, which retriggered really me. And I was, yeah. you know, and we always normally say three days, and sort of met them on the Wednesday, and by the Saturday, I was in a, was, I was, was in the quite state. a bad way. And yeah, and you know, and, and funny enough, the guest that we've got here with us today was amazing. She did look after me and was a superstar last <laughs> yes, week. Yes, that's so. right. Yes, and so, but you know, so so just so that so we, so it's been a few weeks since the podcast. So let's talk about you and what you've been up to in the last few weeks. Um, we've been very busy. Busy. We've had some good stuff come up uh, with regards to um, going down a new road with mental health. We had a really good meeting yesterday, which was. We did, brilliant meeting. Um, uh, which to, is good. To so, prevent mental health. Prevent mental health. And and health actually, yeah.
1: going more on the preventative side to stop it from occurring in the first place. Yeah. Which um, is not something that traditional medicine understand. Uh, they don't really do prevention. Um, or traditional but, therapies. Or. Well, Traditionally, no, they don't really do prevention. There's no, we don't really do prevention in this country. Um, if you just look at the weather, you know, in other countries when it snows, there's preventive measures for yeah. snow. Uh, in this country, we have no preventive measures for snow. Yeah. But we have no preventive measures for health or well-being or anything. It's just. Wait, it happens, and then we'll try and fix it. Yeah,
0: yeah which is fun. funny because one of them, a popular phrase in this country, is "prevention is better than cure." Exactly, but um, there yeah, is no prevention. Prevention. <laughs> no prevention. prevention. Yeah, uh, so they've right. got
1: the great slogan. Yeah. it's almost like they sat down yeah. had a board meeting and went. The most important thing is what we're going to call it. What we're
0: going to call
2: it? Let's give
1: it and a name. Came up with a great name <laughs> and then yeah. forgot the rest of it. Yeah. The actual content of yeah. preventing it, yeah. uh, things from happening. Um, which is pretty much what we did the meeting yesterday. Wasn't it? We did. We, did do it. The we, meeting, we came up with was, a great name. No, it's no, a no, bit we, like Monty Python, was not it? It, 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 right, it was a bit like, like Monty Python. Yes. Yeah. No, we came up with a great name, and we put together a We're going to put together a program to start preventing mental health um, uh, within the community. So yeah. we're really. Uh, it's called forward Power to that. of Parenting. Power of Parenting. Uh, yes. We've uh, got
0: some uh, some amazing therapists joining us. I mean, Wendy. I met for the first time yesterday, Wendy Smith. Wendy Smith just re- uh, released her book Fifty Ways to Change. Um, yes, I haven't has. read it yet, but um, having spoke to her yesterday, I was absolutely astounded. At how amazing that woman is! She's powerful. She's really knowledgeable. I know you've done a bit of work with her, and vice versa. And
1: Wendy's brilliant. She has a she uses a fantastic technique herself that she uses to clear trauma, and she's been to like yourself into a lot of trauma herself.
0: Yeah. It was quite funny actually how similar our lives were. Your lives
1: were very similar. We the rest of us are going to leave the room at one point, leave <laughs> you to it, um, yeah. because you yeah. could you could write fire books just on your own. Yeah, um, they've been through very similar trauma, and when Wendy's particular. Um, uh amazing because she recovered from a, a, a very severe injury yeah. that she had, uh, a, an accident that she had, and she's fully, uh, she's recovering from that and, and, and moving forwards. And she's done loads of things. So it was Wendy. Then there's Jackie Rands. Yes, Jackie's um, an who's amazing. a very knowledgeable person, yeah. and we're looking forward to having Jackie on the show in the new year. Yes, we talking are talking about oh, ADHD. Much, uh, ADHD.
0: Yes, yes. She, so and her She's son an had expert it. in that. Her yeah, son had ex- it, so yeah. she
1: she understands from the how, you know the the pitfalls of that and how to work with that. And um, there's another lovely therapist there called Claire, who's a naturopath. Yes. Um, And then there was you and me. Yeah. Um, So the combination of of those. uh, I think there's five
0: really, really powerful individuals there. And I think together, collectively, uh, I think we're gonna make a massive difference because we all have a different uh, set of skill sets and pasts and histories, we can bring it together. Everyone's got a unique skill and talent. I know our our two are very much you know, the same, yeah. but, you know, um, we do have something else to, you know, to bring to it. So, so yeah, we're looking forward to that. I think we're going to be putting out, this, the first workshop's going to be in the beginning of April, and it's, it's called The Power of Parenting, and it really is to educate uh, parents in the fact that their contribution to the uh, mental health and wellness of their children is fundamentally, even though we want to, when we talk about blame. Uh, We do want to blame the external world and situations, but fundamentally, and I know from my own personal experiences that most of, well, I know this for a fact that most of our stuff comes from our parents, but they don't know they're doing it. And so what we want to do is start uh, bringing to light, you know, the impact that they have on their children and what happens later on in life, especially when it comes to their mental health. So,
1: yeah. And I have a great story about that, about a lady I treated uh, about her kids, which is written, and the byproduct byproduct of clearing Mm -hmm. her is interesting how it's affected the kids and their relationship with the kids is really fascinating so I'll tell you that a bit later on
0: yeah okay cool so like I said uh, it's been a few weeks so um, I did say what have you been up to uh, what you've been doing in the last few weeks and uh, successes in your clinics and uh, clinics clinics you know, in my do, clinics I've got a master yeah, than, yeah 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 they've dotted all over the country no um, <laughs> yeah. I've,
1: um, I've been really really busy I've, had, I've, I've actually completed with a lot of clients and, and um, uh, they finished their treatment and they're successful uh, one, one guy um we finished with his depression, and arthritis. He's now absolutely fine. He can, he's no longer depressed, and he's he's working productively. Uh, in his, his business again, whereas before uh, the company was working for him just wasn't functioning properly. And the company actually paid for him to have the treatment and the company says the best money they've ever spent. Direct Excellent. quote from him, yep. because he can now function, he can now work properly, he's working hours, he's doing everything he was doing before. And we also got rid of his arthritis in his feet as well. He had chronic arthritis before he was in his feet, couldn't move his toes, would shuffle along the floor, constant pain all the time and we've been able to get rid of that pain, switch that off, he can move his feet again, all the joints move fully, there's no pain. So again, he can work.
0: That's incredible, He really. can
1: function again in work, because although the depression was really holding back, the pain was holding back as well, because you can't focus when you're in chronic pain, it just doesn't work. Um, and so to get rid of that, even though he didn't know he'd get rid of that, he came to me for his depression, it wasn't until I said, well, we can get rid of arthritis as well, he was like, really, we, you can do that? And I was like, well, yes um so he was gobsmacked that, that was even possible
0: yeah i was about to say that's incredible because how many people out there are actually really suffering with that unnecessarily uh
1: yeah arthritis is a common thing that people think they have to maintain they have to live with and, and the, the, the sad truth of that is that's not the case you don't have to live with arthritis i've switched arthritis off several times with people and it's a, a very simple process uh, there is a stress behind it but there's also a physical component if you do both at the same time then the arthritis literally goes away one of my 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 hairdresser I used to go to.
0: What the one that done that hair?
1: The one, not the, the one that did this uh, hair. No, she didn't do this hair. Um, no, my my old hairdresser who lived in Rayleigh. She uh, she had arthritis in both big toes, and um, and it was stopping her from from doing hairdressing because it stopped her from standing up. And and she owned the hairdressers at the time, so she was kind of really panicking. And uh, and we switched it off in about six weeks. Um, and so the pain has not come back since. She's been absolutely fine since. So no, arthritis is a, is, a, is a big conflict. It's one of the biggest causes of pain, but it can be switched off and stopped, <laughs> just like any pain. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't believe that's possible. A lot of people just believe what the doctor tells them and they just end up staying in pain, which... Is, Which is you can sad. also
0: say the same for mental and emotional problems as well. Exactly you know, the same, exact thing. same thing. You know, oh, well, I'm stuck with it, I've been labelled with it, I can't cure it, there's no cure for it, blah, blah, That's blah. That's right. Blah. Well, um,
1: the guy who came to see me, he didn't believe that I could switch it off for him. He was just recommended to come and see me and he was just open to trying something uh, because he tried other routes and nothing was working. He was just completely open, but he didn't believe me it was because he was recommended by someone he trusts. Yeah. And that's obviously the best way to do it. Uh, not the way we met our guest today. We met our guest today randomly, didn't yeah, we? Did actually, yeah, we did She sort of connected to us. There was no recommendation. But um, usually if, if people recommend us, then that's that's the way to trust someone. Yeah. So it was him. Uh, there was a kid I treated who had headaches. Um, he was only 10 years old, bless him, who suffered from headaches and neck pain. And um, he'd gone to everybody. Nobody knew what was wrong. The mum was really freaking out and worrying. Didn't know what to do with him. Naturally, she wanted to get better. And she actually saw us give a talk and uh, she contacted me after that. And within uh, literally six weeks, all of the pain is, his head's gone, no no headaches, no neck pain. Uh, I didn't have to chop his head off to do that. It was literally just clearing the shock and trauma. And in his case, one of the shocks was literally from having a car accident and the shock of the car accident was still in his system. He was still holding his body tight, frightened to move uh, because of the car accident. He was also then frightened of the pain he was frightened of what that meant. He was frightened of being in pain, and he thought he was he was delicate. So once I switched all those belief systems off in him and switched off the accident, the headaches actually went away, and then the neck pain was a couple of other bits and pieces. And six weeks later, he's he's fine. That's excellent. So That's there was that. Really great. And and the the lady who is relevant to today, the blame thing. Yes. Very relevant. So this lady comes to me with anxiety and overwhelm in her business, and she works with her husband, and feeling completely overwhelmed for some reason. You know, a few years back she was completely in control. She could handle anything. She could do multiple things, and lately, last few years, losing control, completely overwhelmed, anxious, or just couldn't function. And um, and one of the things that she came to me was it was a very small thing. Uh, apart from the anxiety was that she was rushing around in the morning trying to get kids ready for school the kids would never be ready she was always dashing around trying to get them ready and that's kind of a blame thing What's what we're talking about now. she was blaming yeah, the children blaming the children the kids are never ready on time blah 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 and I hear that a lot with parents now we didn't actually deal with that we just dealt with anxiety and the overwhelm but ironically by taking out her anxiety and overwhelm she came to me on the last session she said she's noticed something she's noticed now in the mornings she's really calm and relaxed and chilled and so laid back that her kids are now hurrying her up to get to school.
0: <laughs> they actually yeah. said, come on, yeah. mum, we're gonna be late for school. Yeah.
1: And we didn't change anything with the kids. We just changed her and brought her, calm down, calmed her down. And she actually said one of her kids had a sore throat. And in the past few years, that she'd have known that that kid would have not want to go to school. That's what would have happened. But this time, her child didn't even mention it, and just went, mum, let's go, and just walked out the because she wanted to go to school. I didn't change the kids. All I changed was the mum's energy. Took out the anxiety, the overwhelm that she'd been experiencing from a couple of traumas from the past couple of years and a couple of triggers, and the rest of her environment calmed down as well. So it's a really good example of how we blame we blame kids for things when we're parents, we or blame partners his, or our or, partners yeah, or we, our parents, we blame the parents, school teachers, or whatever. school teachers when actually we are actually running an energy and that is causing this chaos outside All the us. conflict, yeah, or the, yeah. Uh, and if we've got anxiety and overwhelm inside, that's chaotic energy. And that creates chaotic energy outside of us. Yeah. So, um, so once we calm us down the external world... And that's, why, did, we ha- the, that's
0: why we call it the inside-out inside, effect. That's
1: exactly it. I did chuckle to myself when she said that. I was like, was really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, because we hear that all the time. Yeah. But most people don't see that. But that is why we call it the inside-out effect. If you want to change something in the environment... Change inside you rather than the outside and it will all work perfectly.
0: Yeah, excellent. So that's really good. And it also sort of links up to what we're going to be doing in the new year with parenting. It does, yeah. It links really well. And well, you mean, you imagine if that parent is running that energy and she's running anxiety, she's obviously projecting that out onto her children. Now, what happens is is the subconscious within that child will pick up that behaviour and pick up that energy and adopt that as a natural, normal behaviour. Yeah. Which obviously isn't who they are. you know, and so therefore later on, it will create anxiety potentially in the child later on and those behaviours. So, and it sort of does link into how us as parents and uh, and guardians, so to speak, or, uh, actually have a massive impact on uh, the mental health of our children. Yeah. And we are not aware of that. You know, yeah. we're not aware of that. And then later on, when the problem manifests, we would go to look again to blame external stuff we'll blame the child we'll blame the friends or the pet or the school or the environment but actually what's really happened is, is that we've been the protagonist of that at a very early stage, it's been put in subconsciously. So that yes. sort of ties in with that, really. I just wanted to add that.
1: Yeah, I had um, uh, on that, I had a client call me up literally today, um, and, and he comes like, sometimes asks me for advice. He's been to me in the past, because he sometimes has problems with his son. His son's only five or six years old. And he's now starting to recognise that it's a problem with him, not the son. He's now starting to get that. And the problem he was saying was his son, um, he, he's finding it difficult to play with his son, but he can play with his daughter. So the dad is trying to do what to play with his son. He, he's struggling to connect and he doesn't know what the block is, but he can because he can play with his daughter. And I and he'd been trying to use DTOs. So he knows I taught him a bit of DTO to clear the response in him, but it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And I basically said to him, Well the reason it's not going anywhere is because when you're seeing your son play, it's triggering you as a child. So think back to when you were a child, what happened when you were playing and you went, Oh, I was on my own. I had no one to play with. There was never anybody there. I said, right, well, that's what you've got to clear because that's what you're seeing in your son. So so he went, oh, my God, that's what it is, brilliant. So, again, that's what it is. It's that inside-out effect. When yeah. we're seeing something externally, so if any dads listening, you know, if you're struggling to connect to your children or you're struggling to play with them, it's not because there's something wrong with a kid. It's because there's an energy running in you from your childhood. Yeah.
0: The best way I can describe that is that it's that, you know, I... Quite often, put on, well, I recently put on Facebook is that you attract or you have what's a, what reflective exactly where you are in life. Yeah, and so what I find the environment, and we'll call everything outside of us the out, what's outside of us, What's what happens in our environment. If anything in our environment is eliciting a negative response or feeling inside of us, then that is about us. Mm. It's not about the environment, and unfortunately, the majority of people are always reacting to the environment and then think the environment's the problem, yeah. and they try and change the environment or the person, when actually it's really a significator of what's going on inside of us at a hidden, or, or even in, even if we are aware, but a subconscious level. So our response to the environmental thing is the thing that's running in us. Yeah. That's the thing we need to address and solve, or heal, or switch off, not try and change the external thing, uh, in order to get harmony or to make the thing work because actually it will just keep repeating itself because that's actually inside you and it will keep being re triggered and it'll keep at reacting over and over again. Yeah. So, you know, it's more of the more about identifying what in your environment is making you react and respond that way to to for you to identify what needs to happen for the situation to change. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: Cool. Yeah, so, and there so, go. so 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 how have you so how have you been? Have you treated anyone exciting or different recently? Yeah, last um, few weeks. Well,
0: me, um, I, like I said, um, I've uh, I've had an, uh, quite a, an indifferent couple of weeks, really. Um, like I said, I went and met somebody from my past, and and that caused caused me something that I needed to. And this is go, so this really just reinforces what I said. So I went and met somebody, right? I got triggered really badly. Now I had to, I realised that that. Those responses were about me, and I've had to then work on switching off what my responses are to it. As yeah. soon as I've done that, I've now moved out of that place, and I'm in a much better place.
1: So, What uh, would you have done before, though, in the past, when you were younger? What, uh, how would you have coped with that? What would you have done?
0: Uh, would you have blamed the other person? Uh, would no, you have just... Well, no, because that... The person hasn't really done anything to me. She, no. le- she left me so no. <laughs> years ago. It was just how I, how it affected me at the time, yeah. and it was a really difficult breakup for me, and and it you know it really was, and mm. so I never ever healed that, and so all that's come up is all of the emotional response to that that's happening now. How would I have coped with it uh, in the old days? I don't know. I was in a, I was in a really I was in a pickle. I was in an absolute state. I was yeah. mo- emotionally I was in an, I'm really not in a good place. Um, but um, I probably would have uh, just got really cross and really angry and would have blamed myself and beat myself up and oh, right. so you just know know I mean? blaming yourself. Yeah, I would have gone. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I would have probably gone right. to blaming myself. What did I do wrong? Why did I blah, 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 all that stuff. So I would have probably blamed myself and and I'd have probably been in a bad way for quite a, some time because um, you know, I was really struggling.
1: But that's important because we're talking about blame and we don't often think that blame actually can be blaming ourselves sometimes. That's very true. Instead of blaming someone else, we often just go to people, uh, if we have a low self-esteem, we have something that makes us criticise ourselves a lot, we, we don't blame the other person. We automatically blame ourselves. Yeah. That's still blaming. Yeah, You shouldn't blame yourself for anything. You should take responsibility for something. If you do something, then take responsibility, yeah. own it and be accountable. But blaming yourself for it because we're all human. So to blame ourselves is, is actually, or to blame anything, whether it's ourselves or others, is the worst thing we can do.
0: Yeah, I was just, so yes, yeah, so I had that. That was that was something I've wor- uh, that was sort of to come up for me really. Uh, in terms of work, um, it's been funny really because just recently, um, I don't know. There's just I've had a it sort of died down a little bit with people that I've seen. Quite a few people, obviously, with Christmas coming up and other things and stuff that you know they've got children and stuff. So it's sort of I had quite a few people. Um, uh, no, not coming to see me. But the ones that have seen, I've had some great successes with. So we was talking about children. Um, a client of mine brought their child to me. Actually, he was only mm. nine, and um, it was a. F- I'd never really worked with the kids before, um, but um, you know, I really trust what what we do for it to work. And he had a really a bad issue with being angry at school, and so they brought me to him, and it was all. And so you know, fundamentally. The problem, the problem exists actually in the parents here. And I did actually speak to him afterwards and said, look, you need to ease up on your son because it's causing massive problems. He's developing a little nervous twitch. Um, and so um, he's very, very on edge all the time. He you know, feels like he cannot make a mistake. As soon as he does anything where he makes a mistake, the father's on him. What do you mean, blah, blah, blah. And you can just see, he's just frightened. And I said, it's not, he's nine. You know, you've got to let him develop them. You know, so let well, him be a kid and let him be a child and, and right. let him learn and be, and express himself, which he's having an inability to do. And so he's very highly strung. And then he goes to school, and there's a lad at school who's constantly, you know, annoying him. And so he's overreacting in loads of ways because I think it's just he's so highly strung and so angry that it's just now playing out as soon as something triggers him or something happens, he has this massive overreaction of anger, and then he's getting into trouble at school. So he comes to me. He's a really cute kid. I mean, i like really connected with him. It's like reminded me of my own son to be quite nice. So um, we sat here and uh, yeah, and in invariably in ver- in ver- about twenty minutes, I've gone through all of the responses that he had yeah. about about all the things that were going on for him at the time. And I was yeah. like, I switched them all off, and all of a sudden it was quite funny because you know the process we do only takes a few minutes and uh, whilst doing the process, halfway through, again now no, it's gone now, no, I couldn't, no, it's mad, it's mad, you're mad, you are. You're like a magic man, it's yes. so, so really sweet.
1: And Kids uh, say things like yeah, that, yeah. yeah, no, yeah you're yeah. like
0: a magic man, you're like, it's gone. And so he started. To, once you identified that, that well, I got rid of that feeling, then, them feelings, and the manga feelings, and you come really, really receptive and really open. And he goes, "Oh yeah, there's something else." And yeah, there's something else. And so, within about twenty minutes, I've got rid of quite a lot of the problems that were going on from. And you know, you think that you know it'd be difficult to work with kids, but actually they're far easier than. Uh, they have, have a lot less
1: responses. So as long as they're open, easier as well. Yeah. As long
0: so as they're able to clear it, they have yeah, far less no responses
1: because they're mainly emotional responses rather than thought based. Yeah. Uh, and so they know they do kind of know how. So much more attached
0: with their feelings as well. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: so, so uh, was, no, the kid I treated with the, head, with the headaches he, he he halfway through one of the treatments he stood up and said you're weird you <laughs> are because one minute yeah. the pain was there and the next minute it wasn't yeah. and he, he couldn't compute that he couldn't understand that one minute he had pain yeah. and the next because he was very sceptical when his mum brought him to me yeah. Um, he was just desperate because he was in pain all the time yeah. Uh, but yeah it's always great when kids do that yeah it was really funny because they
0: get going you're like a magic man he kept putting his hands to his head and going like yeah. it was exploding yeah. it was like really good and it was a really rewarding thing for me because the kid's are an absolute he's this really cracking kid and yeah. i really really connected with him and like I said he reminded me of my own son a little bit But so that was a first, first for me yeah. um, I, I class that as an absolute success yeah. um, I've since seen, seen, seen the mother since and she said that it's, he has improved massively. There's still some other bits that need to be resolved. But um, but yeah, so that was a success. Brilliant. Um, obviously, we talk about each week, we talk about this guy with the epilepsy. And I'm starting to get like a repetitive thing now because I think we're bringing it up in every podcast. But he re- he phoned me up. He went on holiday to Tenerife. And uh, it was Wednesday night, just gone. It's about five to midnight. And I uh, can phone rings. Hello, mate. What, what can I do for you this time? Because obviously, I'm thinking he's in problem. He oh. goes, oh, he goes. I needed to speak to you. So, anyway, I said, what's that? He said, oh, I'm on holiday with my girlfriend and that. He goes, but I was thinking about you and was talking about you. He goes, I just wanted to say thank you. I said, okay, that's all right. He goes, no, I need to know. I've not had, I've not taken my medication now for four weeks. Wow. So there's so proof of the pudding. He's, he's not had any epileptic uh, seizures or episodes, and he's been off his. Uh, medication for four weeks. That's brilliant. And that's he's been having that since he was nine, and he's been to see all these top neurologists and all that, trying to solve his problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just yeah. by going, working brilliant. out what Absolutely it was. So brilliant. that was really good for me. That that made me feel really really great. And there's another guy that um, I've started seeing recently. Uh, unfortunately or sadly, he lost his mum. And um, uh, but it's just a strange story because him and his mum, he was adopted, so he never really got on really well with his mum and uh and there was a lot of animosity as he was growing up and you know he's now you know he's really knocking on he's he's nearly 50 i think well oh, he's 50. and so there's a lot of stuff around his past around his mum and a lot of resentment and he come to me and one of the things he wanted to do was uh rekindle the relationship with his mum because he had a lot of resentment and hate through it so i switched all of that off i switched mm. all of that off and he got to a place now where he was like all right i'm gonna go and reach out to my mum I'm going to, you know, I'm, you know, all the triggers about her had gone. So he was yeah. like really open to it. Yeah. The really sad story about this is with the next day after I cleared all of the stuff around his mum, his mum passed away. Oh. So he never, ever got the opportunity to even, to, to do the thing, to, that resolve he went, to resolve it. Yeah. So that sent him into a massive, so you can resonate, sent him into a bit of a state because he now was really depressed and he was yeah. really upset about the fact that he couldn't do that. So, um, he was, uh, he, was, he had really bad depression, you know, it was affecting him at work, uh, it was affecting him at home. Yeah. His self-worth, he felt he was beating himself up. And so, um, the last couple of, uh, the last two sessions that I've seen him, um, I've gone to all of those responses and the beliefs about himself and, you know, the resentment and, you know, all yeah. of the self-worth issues and all the beliefs about himself, how bad he is, how, how much of a bad person he is, and all the rest of it, all the depression and the anxiety around it all I managed to actually get rid of all of that so I right. switched all of that off in the last two sessions with him and now he's back he's absolutely fine with it he's been able to because he's let go of that now he's been able to let go of his mum better from since the passing so yeah. now he he he's also made peace with the passing as well right. so it's been a Positive, positive uh, outcome. A positive yeah. outcome from just working on that things. Yeah, he's now back at work. Um, he's performing better at work. He's uh, relationships got back on track. He's actually said that in some ways, it's it, it's it's had a better resolution than he'd expected because um, he's been able to let go of that and he's been okay with the mum passing and he's yeah. also switched off the stuff around the mum as well. So for me, that was, that's been and it's someone I've known for a long time as well. So for me, that was that's been really really great mm. and. Um, uh, I'm, you know, I'm chuffed a bit, so that that's, been able that's to really good. That's really So, yeah, really yeah. so, yeah, so that's, that's, really, that's really been happening for me, really. Um, obviously, not really much else happening. So okay, cool, brilliant. So okay. so okay. Some today's podcast. podcast. Yeah, today's podcast.
1: Blame, still blaming. Part two. Blame part two. Part yeah. two blaming.
0: So, yeah. So we do have blame, and uh, the biggest problem I see in the world, by none, is when we blame, make excuses, deny we've even got the problem. Uh, it's I'm alright, it's everybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, and we said this in the last podcast that in all of the shit that we have happening in our life, we're always the only one present. We're present every single time, yes. yet we always seem to think that it's not it's us. It's other people. It's, yeah, other, it's, it's other, other people around us, yeah. And so, um, so realistically- and
1: I, I used to be like that. I used to blame literally everything. So yeah, I, I, mean, I used to be like that. But we, we want to talk about all beds though, don't we? We want to give them all beds. Yeah. Um, and although we're not doing this on a, on a live, so we can't show you the diagram, but if we can explain all bed, then you can use this to to see where you are in situations and see if you are in a blame, deny, and excuse uh, place. Yeah. Because we often don't realize it, and even when we do become aware, I know some very aware people, uh, but they still do it in certain situations, and they're not realizing they're still blaming and denying, excusing, and that's when you can't solve it. When you're in that mode, you can't solve it from blame, deny, and excuse. Yeah. You well, have to. Uh, come above the line
0: yeah so we call it playing above the line yeah bed is playing above the line I do this if every single client that comes to me Right. It's one of the first things I do. You walk them through it. I, yeah, I, t- I tell them I do the whole how the brain works, do how the brain develops from naught to now, yeah. what's going on, what are the emotional responses, why you just make up shit and believe the shit that you make up and why it causes all your problems, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And all beliefs drive behaviors. And, but then I sit down and then I do the Orbed model with them. Yeah. And it's you, and every single person that I sit down and do it with, they draw jobs and they look at me and they go, oh, I, I do that. Yeah that's the whole idea of it just to get you aware that you everybody's doing it
1: right so walk walk the listeners through what you would <coughs> the bed that you would take a client through it was a one to one thing walk them through how you how you go through that yeah
0: so basically what I want you to imagine is like so uh, if you so if in your mind if you imagine drawing a rectangle okay and in the middle of that rectangle just drawing a a line across the middle of that rectangle, so that you've got two squares, yeah? Yeah, one um, above, one above one the other. One above. above the other, and that's why. One, so above, that's one above, one below. The, one above, so we've got a square above and a square below, and across there is the line. The so line. this is like the plane above the line. Yeah. Or going below the line. Yeah. So, I want you to imagine if the, underneath, the, if you're playing below the line, there'll be three things. There'll be blame. Yeah. Okay, which is you're blaming others, yeah. or you're blaming your, uh, yourself. The next, uh, one is E, so all bed. So we're going to do the bed. Let's make it a little bit. More. So the underneath the line is bed, B E D. So yeah. it's got all bed, B E D. Yeah. B E D is blame, and that's yourself and others excuses, which is the E, yeah. and they're valid ones. So they'll be yeah, but my mum's just died, or you know, my dad abused me as a kid, yeah. or you know, you know, I've, I've, I've yeah. got whatever.
1: Oh, I can't because I'm not intelligent enough. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I can't because it's cold outside. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever it, is, it is valid excuse. yeah, 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 excuse I've excuses
0: I've lost, but I've lost a leg. Have you? Yeah. That do you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, it's a valid excuse. It's an excuse, but it's a valid one. Yeah, it's a valid one. You know, it's one, vali- all, you know no, all, some excuses are very valid. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, like, my, my, my my dad's really ill, and he's had to have chemo, so yeah, I yeah. can't. That's a valid yeah. excuse. Like, yeah. And I'm not trying to say for anybody that's listening to that, no. but it's actually a valid excuse. Yes. The next one is to deny that there's a problem. So you or you're completely unaware. Yeah. So it's not me. Oh, what do you mean? There's something with me. Yeah. But you're doing drugs every day of the week. Yeah, and what, what, it? You know, you make things that are, aren't okay, <laughs> okay, okay, and you you sort of in denial of that. Yeah. Now, the key. So that's the bed, the bed, the blame, excuses, and denial, and that's below the line. And so what I what I basically say to everybody is think of somebody in your life whose life generally doesn't work for them, and <clears throat> they say I, I say, have you got one? And I go yeah, and I say right, tell me or write down five things that they exhibit or behave on a regular basis, and generally they'll come up with, they're depressed, they're angry, they're anxious, um, they're they're, they're moody, they're unhappy, they're demotivated, so it will have anything on a a negative scale. Okay, okay, great, so write them down. And then I say to them, okay, so what I want you to realize is that that's your external world. So that's the external world. When you're blaming outs, blaming yourself, or blaming others, that's something outside of you. When you're making excuses, it's the government Yes, yeah, the government don't pay me enough money. My mum, my dad, the school, I weren't clever. It's always something outside of you. Okay. Yeah. So, And what happens is, 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 what I try and get them to understand is, is that every time you elicit or feel any negative feeling or exhibit any negative behaviour, you are doing one, two, or all three of those things. Yeah. And I'll challenge anybody to tell me now when they're feeling depressed, or they're feeling anxious, or they're feeling angry, or they're feeling demotivated. It will be because they're either blaming themselves, a search something outside of them, or they're making excuses. So, for example, let's take demotivation. Oh, I'm demotivated because oh, I can't because you know. Um, for example, um, Dave, Dave, my business partner's not it's not as much, not, doesn't want to do the same thing as me. So there's no point. Well, you're now blaming Dave. You're blaming the business. It's now something outside of you. So, yeah. so it's something outside of you. And if you're experiencing. Um, any negative thought, feeling, behavior, you're going below the line. Yes. You're doing the BED, the BED, D- the yeah. blame, excuses, and denial. Yeah. And so, um, and I said, like I said, I'll challenge anyone to tell me where they're experiencing that and it's not below the line.
1: And when you're in that mode, you're going to become ill. You're going to have physical health problems, mental health problems, yeah. you're going to have a lack of success, yeah. uh, bad relationships, poor money. You're, it's going to affect multiple areas of your life. It so, every area. It can affect every area that. of your life because your energy is in the wrong place, and it's in the wrong place because you're doing one of those three things. So that's a good way to tell. If there's an area of your life that's not working, then you're probably below the line yeah. in that area of your life. So if you're not making enough money, you're probably below the line. You're blaming your boss. You're blaming the economy. You're blaming, you're blaming all these the things. job. That you're you're doing. blaming the job. If your relationships aren't working, you're probably blaming your partner, your parents, or your mum or your dad. If if School's not working for you, you know, you're below the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, And and that creates a lot of ill health, lack of success.
0: Or even Uh, if you're in, for example, personal happiness. Well, I'm not happy in my relationship. Well, but you'll stay there. Well, I can't leave because, you know, because i've got the mortgage with him or i've got this going on or i've got children with him or whatever. We make lots of excuses. We make like lots that. of excuses. And again those those are, those are valid, valid, but then then there are other that's people a, that's out a, there. That's a great example of a valid excuse. A
1: valid excuse, but there are other people out there who have those excuse those valid reasons, yeah. but they still make the other choice. They yeah. still know that the right thing to do is this. Yes, correct. and they, and they, they do the other choice. Yeah. Where every time someone says well i can't because of this, I can show you someone else who had the same situation but done something different so it wasn't actually true it's just they believe it's true yeah
0: well they've, they've either gone below the line
1: yeah, or you've gone above the line. That's right. The people who did the action went above line and went away, oh, mate. I'm just that's not accurate. It's not working. Yeah. Um, so
0: going. To, so let's go to above the line. Above so the above line, the yes. line is where we got the ore. So yeah. so so in ore bed. So O A R B E D. So above the line, and that's an old Dale Carnegie model for management and. How oh, to is that where it comes from, Dale Carnegie? Yeah, it's 1922 model, but I've been able to take it from uh, reboot. Yeah, and <laughs> I've then since obviously. Take it from reboot, and I've then been able to create this whole emotional model from it. Yeah. So from so I've evolved it. Right. But so with the with the um, orbit, so it's the OAR. So the first one is to take ownership. Ownership. So take ownership. That's over ownership. There's so a,
1: own your feelings. Own your own your responses. Own your behaviours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll come to let me, let me just come oh, to okay. that. So so yeah. so the dumb uh, in head there, folks. That's I'll okay. That. Um, well, I'll just but I'll just slap my wrist. <laughs> so the next general. one is
0: A, which is being accountable. Yeah. Um, and the R is taking responsibility. So the OAR in OR is ownership, accountable, accountable, and uh, responsibility. Now, what I normally do is say, now think of somebody whose life that does work for them. They're generally successful, they're generally optimistic, you know, their life's working for them on a, on a really, in a, they're in a really good place and you know they're doing really well for themselves. And so they'll write down five responses or behaviours that they do, and they normally write down things like they're organised, they're motivated, they're kind, they're friendly, they're compassionate, they're loving. Them uh, I don't know if I said this already, but motivated and they're inspiring. Yeah. So I go, okay, great, so that. And what will happen is is that I would like to call that the internal world. So if we if if the if the bed is the external world, yeah, where we're blaming everything outside of us, the or in all bed is the internal world. And that's where we take ownership of our reactions, our emotions, our feelings, our responses. We become accountable to ourselves, and we take responsibility for our emotions and feelings. And when we do that, when we actually do that in our everyday life, we will guarantee that we will experience positive feelings and emotions. Yeah. Because I'm now no longer gonna allow you to make me f- feel, or I'm no longer gonna allow you to be the excuse. So for example, let's say I've got an issue with you and you're really pissing me off, and I'm getting angry, I can now go, well I'm angry, right, I'm angry, but what I'm actually doing is you're my excuse. So I'm blaming you for being angry. Now I've gone below the line. Anger's a negative feeling, it goes below the line, it's a blame and an excuse. Whereas if I go above the line and say, okay, I understand, your point of view, but I'm not gonna allow you I'm not gonna allow you to make me feel angry. Mm. I'm gonna be I'm not gonna to react to it. I'm not gonna to respond to that. I'm not gonna allow it. I'm gonna stay peaceful, calm, relaxed. So then you're now taking ownership and you're being responsible to your emotional state. Yep. That's being in control of your internal world. Yeah. And so every time we do that we'll always elicit and always have positive feelings, thoughts and emotions when we go above the line. Yeah. So, yeah. So above the line is your internal world where we experience positive things, and below the line is blame, excuses, and denial where we go uh, into negative states. So, oh, hopefully, that's cleared that up a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, so that's a really good example of when we are when people are above the line. They are healthy. They're happy. Their money's coming in. Their relationships are good. So, what you can do with this is just write this out on a piece of paper. Get a piece of paper. Yeah. And. Uh, at the top of the piece of paper, write the word or. Then underneath it, write the word um, accountability. And underneath that, write the word responsibility. Yeah. And then draw a line underneath all of that. Yeah. So ownership,
0: and then, accountability, and responsibility. Yeah.
1: And then draw the line. And then underneath the line, write the word blame, deny, and excuse. Yeah. Bed. So or yeah. above, bed below. Yeah. And then look at an area of your life that's not working, where jobs not you're not satisfied in your job or your relationship's not going well and go where am i on the, am i above the line or am i below am i blaming yeah. am i blaming other people or myself am i denying situations make, making excuses
0: yeah i think another or, good way of doing it john is is to say is think about a situation where you're having a negative feeling or response yeah so that negative feeling or response will be anger resentment hate jealousy envy or where you might be drinking too much or doing drugs or whatever it doesn't matter right go to that and then see, reverse engineer it. Reverse engineer Reverse engineer Say, yeah. well, why? Why am I doing that? Well, I'm blaming my ex. I'm blaming my partner. Yeah. I'm making excuses because of my boss or my current financial situation, or I'm making excuses because you know, uh, you know, the government. Oh, the you government, make excuses because it's too difficult? Too, or it's difficult. too hard? or not intelligent yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh, I don't know do the this, right so people. Yeah, I don't know the right I'm not people. Qualified. Don't
1: know who to ask. Don't know, who to ask. Yeah. Don't know where to go. All of these are. Valid reasons, but but yeah. they're not really, especially with Google these days. Yeah. So on YouTube, you can yeah. find out anything. Yeah. So so no, so it's uh so yeah, as Steve said, go to emotional response because that's probably a, a more um real solid. thing solid. it's a more a solid tangible thing, thing yeah, to tangible thing. hang on to, and and find out where where you're blaming, and denying, and excusing, yeah. and then bring yourself above the line. Say okay, how can I? Take ownership. Take ownership. Yeah. Take accountability and take responsibility. Yeah. And then you'll find that it will move forwards. Then you'll find a way. Your opportunities will start opening to you. You'll start seeing what you're doing and then you can move forwards. Because we just want you to move forwards. We're, we're not blaming you. We're not we're not below the line on this. No. <laughs> we're trying to tell you what the no, we're actually taking ownership about we're this we're, ownership. we're going above we're the line we're trying to get you to take ownership and go above the line because when you do that life will function better yeah. life will flow better and life will generally be happy. yeah and
0: I think generally if you just look at TV programmes in particular the programming now to be blamed I yeah. mean I love my, comic, uh, my uh, comic stuff and I love the superhero stuff but you've yeah. only got to watch episodes of The Flash specifically or episodes of Arrow or, or any TV programme where what will happen is is that something will go wrong. And the first thing they say, oh, it's all my fault, I'm to blame, it's all me, it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have done that. Then they go and sit in a room on their own, and then the music starts playing, and they're all on their own, waiting for someone to come and rescue them, telling them it's all all alright.
1: Well, they do it in soap operas as well. In soap operas, they're blaming the other person, they're arguing, they're shouting. They're but criticised. They're blaming everyone else. It's never. There's never any accountability, ownership. Yeah. Well, it happens in all TV programs.
0: Exactly. But the problem that I have is that that's how subconsciously now going into everybody as a natural, normalised behaviour, and that's how we should act. And because in these TV programs, there's always some um, normally a positive outcome. But in real world, in real life, that doesn't happen. I've sat in my kitchen on my own for sulking for any hours and no one's come to save me uh, probably because I live on my own but yeah. uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did but, a superhero never burst no into remote, no, no I didn't crash no, to the no, ceiling
1: no the flash didn't come and rescue me did well he's too busy on the cliff yeah. screaming
0: but, but but that's what we're doing and it's unfortunately it's a programming that we have and uh and that's going on all the time but in the but, real in the real world that's not really that's not really what's what's going on and and the problem is is that and the other problem is is that it's everywhere you look, someone's always blaming someone for either their current circumstances, their current emotional state, their current uh, behaviors. It will always be because of something. Or you made me feel like this. Yeah. How can you make me feel like this? I mean, that's just, that's just an insane statement. Now, yeah. I know that might be a bit difficult for people to understand, but actually, if you go to the bed model, if you're allowing somebody to make you feel like that, you've now gone into blame and excuses. Yes. But if you take ownership and say, "I'm not going to allow you to feel like that," and change the way you react, yes. there's the thing. Now, go on. You was going to say something?
1: No. Carry oh, on. I
0: was just going to say. Now, the key. i was key, just
1: moving my mouth.
0: The key. The key thing. Look, like I was going to say yeah. <laughs> something,
1: but really, I've got a puppet, and I'm working from not No, Carry yeah. on. Yeah.
0: no, so the key thing here is, is that, like I said to, like I said earlier on, is when we have our environment. And we are reacting and behaving and blaming in them certain ways. Yes. That actually that's a, an, an absolute identification that there's something inside of you that needs to be switched off. There's a learning or a belief or a learned yeah. response or something subconscious that's making you behave in that
1: way. Well, it doesn't need to be switched off. But if you want that area of life to function and you want that area of life to I change... Know then the best way to do that is to switch off the part in you. Yeah. What everyone tries to do is change the external world. Yeah. They try to change the person or have a go at the person. It never ever works. I've asked my, all my clients in the past few years, you know, when you've tried to change an external situation, has that ever worked? And no one's ever said yes, yeah. because they have to change their internal world. And that goes back to law of attraction. Yeah. You know, um, so if you can take accountability of your inner state and change it. Stop blaming. Stop <laughs> blaming. making excuses not don't, to do don't it. Don't blame yourself. Yeah. Don't blame other people. Don't blame the world or God or whatever. And just take control of your response. Then everything will be fine. Everything will be okay. And life will flow. And whatever you encounter in life, you should be able to handle uh, like a well, healthy, you happy be d- human being.
0: You shouldn't really have those triggered responses. No. And you shouldn't act with the
1: exception of natural things like grief and things. But they shouldn't last for long in your system. They shouldn't be in your system. I know people, you know I know people who, who grieve for years and years, but they're not actually grieving anymore. That's all guilt and shame running, but they don't know that. Yeah. Uh, but they're not taking control of their emotional response. Yeah. Uh, they're not taking control of how they're feeling, yeah. Yeah. mainly because I think we've taught we can't. We can't take control of how we feel. There's no way to do it. Yeah. People don't know how to do it. They don't know how to deal with it, so they learn coping strategies. Yeah. Those don't really work very often, or, or they're they're very draining to work with. So I think that's the main problem. No one tells people, wait a minute, you can take control of your emotional response. So for those of you listening, who don't know how to take control of your emotional response. That's kind of what we do. We teach people how to do that. We show people how to actually switch off their responses. So you don't have to blame the other person and you can change your reality uh, and make your life better.
0: Yeah, which is really great. And you know, we're successfully are doing this all the time, regardless of what other therapies and other teachings are out there that you can't change your feelings, or you know, it is who you are, and that's categorically incorrect because we're doing this week in week out with many many people, and we've improved many many people's lives by dealing with the learnt responses from the past, the guilt, the shames, the learnt responses, the past traumas, uh, the things that we learn, our learnt beliefs from our past. And we switch them off, and people's lives just start to work on a massive, massive scale. They're more peaceful, and you know they just start to live. Their relationships are better. Everything's better. And so that's what we do, which, Rich, funnily enough, brings us into the next sort of segment. Brings really. us nicely to our special guest. Brings into our special guest. No, Santa.
1: boys and girls, it's not Santa. For those of you listening, <laughs> we don't want to disappoint you. Uh, you will still get presents under the tree. Uh, no, it's not Santa Claus. Uh, it's our special guest, uh, a client of Steve's that he's been working with for a while. Um, Rebecca, hello, Rebecca.
2: Hello.
1: Uh, did I get your name right? You did. Yes, you've been called lots of things, haven't you, recently? Yeah. Uh, fairly nice, but just getting. But it is Rebecca. Say hello to the microphone. Hello to the
2: microphone. Yeah,
1: brilliant. Uh, this is Rebecca. Now, now, Rebecca didn't actually call us up. We actually met Rebecca at um, uh, Mind Body.
0: Yeah, it was a so, spirit. It was a a spiritual spiritual soul, then. Yeah. Uh,
1: And Steve got talking to her. He was chatting her up as he normally does. He ch- chats up all the birds. And yeah, Nice smooth the little devil. Is our Steve? And uh, he's got chatting because we really had a stand there. Rebecca, didn't you to sell candles. Just trying to sell candles. Sell candles. Yeah. Four candles. No, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, for those of you don't know. It's a Ronnie Barker joke. Yeah. But we'll skip over it. Obviously, Rebecca uh, didn't I know that think, like yeah. Rebecca didn't have a clue what four candles <laughs> <laughs> meant at all. We'll skip over that. I'll explain it in another podcast. Yep. In fact, I'll do a whole podcast just on that. Um, but uh, no, so Rebecca was sitting and Me and Steve, we were there promoting uh, Inside Out Effects and other bits and pieces. And they just got talking. And um, Rebecca was suffering with different problems. Yeah. What
2: were
1: you pains suffering of, with?
2: Pains in my uh, side. It's doing my kidneys.
1: Kidney pain, yep. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, problems in my joints. My ankles. I've had pins in my ankles uh, on my left foot. got arthritis in my back. My knee. Right. Ankles. Right, brilliant.
1: Yeah, stuff. And, I, and you got talking to Steve over here and he was telling you about what he did. And when you was listening to what he did, what he said, what was your actual initial reaction? It
2: was like When he said he could just switch stuff off, I was like, no, nah, can't be that easy. Can't be that easy. But after a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah I, was of about, going,
0: I was talking about, was talking you about that. We were, yeah. talking. we were talking. We were talking. We well, there was nothing the else door. to do that day, yeah. was there? No, no. 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 Um, We
2: were on the next door, so like, yeah, I think we started talking about what you'd eaten through lunch.
0: Beginning. Yeah, no, I've only got a Chinese, actually, yeah. I think, and we were talking yeah, no, was about Chinese, that.
2: Yeah, We were talking about, yeah, talking about that because I was hungry. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, he was just telling me about what they did. Um, I went and listened to what uh, they were saying. In our presentation. Yeah, he did a presentation. But, yeah, no, I was sort of talking about my weight and different things. And he was like, yeah, I could switch that off. Just switch it off. And I was like, wow, would it really be that easy? So I took a card. Didn't think no more of it, and I think it was the very next day I rung him. Yeah. It was the next
1: day, rang it the next day you rung him.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, it was the next, yeah, it was definitely, yeah. 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 So, was. so
1: you weren't convinced, but what made you, what was it that made you go, you know what, because um, you tried lots of things, haven't you? You've t- yeah,
2: I've well, been in counselling for a couple of years, like I've gone to every weight loss group going, I've taken every over the counter and prescription drug and shake you could take to lose weight, and uh, I thought, right, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. So, so you did, Steve.
1: yeah. And 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 um, since you've been seeing Steve,
0: well, you you come to me. That was May, and we're yeah. now December. So okay. I've got to say it. So
1: from May to December, yeah.
0: Can I just say that you know I don't have meet many people that as that are like Rebecca. So Rebecca's been coming to see me religiously every week since May. Right. She doesn't miss a, a session, um, and. Uh, so you know bearing in mind now that's May and we're in December you know we're yeah. talking eight months when she hasn't missed one so this is credit to, her, to Rebecca but there was a what I just wanted to say is the things that you thought were your problem yeah. wasn't your problem and I haven't
2: really dealt with the weight loss at all that's the one thing I come for
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. but what's happened yeah. with that yeah.
2: yeah I have lost weight you've lost weight yeah, As yeah, a, although yeah. although
1: you haven't actually got to deal with that yeah. uh, at the moment you have actually lost weight naturally yeah.
2: I haven't done any diets nothing I've just lost weight you've just lost
1: weight more naturally yeah. brilliant yeah. Um, so she, she, it does take a lot of dedication. If you have a lot of problems, I mean, some people we see they get fixed really quickly. Yeah. But if someone's got multiple problems yeah. or there's a deeper issue, then yes, it does take a bit of time. And Rebecca yeah. has been consistent. And you do you do need to kind of ded- people dedicate themselves to exercise. Yeah. They dedicate themselves to drinking down the pub. They they dedicate themselves to learning jogging. something to jogging or learning something or even mindfulness these days. Yeah. But very few people dedicate themselves to actually healing their mind and their emotions. Yeah. Which uh, is actually I,
0: the problem of why they need is, to meditate and need to go
1: to the gym and exactly blah, 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 Exactly why I did it in the first place. And I, there's a few people out there that dedicate to counselling, like you said, yeah. did for two years. Yeah. Uh, but, but it did but, help
2: me. It did help me, but it didn't solve the issue. I've right. done now, seeing Steve. Right. But uh, I still had loads of stuff running on that. You know, so I just learned to cope with it. I didn't actually get rid of what was going on.
1: And that's, that's the problem with, with any kind of just understanding or talk therapy, you get ways of coping with it and dealing with it, but it's not really solving the problem. What so would you say well, you...
0: what I was gonna say, what would you say has been the biggest thing that you've learned from work since working with me? How sexy
1: and handsome I am?
2: Yeah, it's a no. toss-up between who's the most sexy. So I can't quite. Is that what it is? Is that what's... Yeah. Yeah. what's yeah. yeah. what, Give me <laughs> <good. good. laughs> yeah. the one with the longest hair? Yeah, most handsome. Uh, oh, I got yeah, wrong. Yeah, going to Yeah, yeah no, but say?
0: seriously, what have you learned? Mm. Seriously, what have you learned? Uh, what's been the big thing that you've learned? What's not, been the it's, biggest realization?
2: It's me. Every, as you said, everything. The common denominator is me. I've got to stop blaming and making excuses for everybody else. It is what's going on inside of me. Yeah.
1: And, mm. and since you've understood that, and Steve's been clearing you, and he's cleared a lot of things out, and you've, you've, you've learnt these new things, how has your life changed? What's happened?
2: I'm not as angry. Great. I'm not as blame, much blaming everybody else. I'm not eating as many... I'm saving money because I'm not eating like... I, eat. I literally pick all day long. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I even go past the sweetie jar in, in work.
0: What about your relationships at work? They've got better. Yeah, they've
2: got better. Are you
0: feeling? Are you feeling a lot more happier, calm? Are you? I mean, even
2: like, even with my family and everything, I've sort of like, like, like that's that's changed. Like, I don't. You know, when people say stuff, I realise it's what's going on for them now. You know, I don't have to react because I'm like, it's not about me. I know it's nothing to do with me. It's to do with them you're not taking things personally anymore. No, where Brilliant. I used to and I'd retaliate straight away. But I just don't do that. Yeah. just don't. I have me moments. But, yeah. you oh. know, once I start thinking about what I've learned and I'm like, right, so <coughs> it's, not, it's not actually going on for me. It's him.
0: Brilliant. And you're, you're having less chatter in your head now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Example is like one of the things with my auntie, she passed away, she was ill. Um, I was saying, like, I walk my dogs twice a day 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And I think about my auntie and how angry I was about what happens you know, could we have done any different? She was a massive part of my life, she's like another mum, she you know, she was there for everything with us. And for two years, I, every day, walking my dogs, I was angry even though I had my music on like my headphones I'd still go over what went on and, like and certain things that happened it'd make me angry yeah. I came to Steve I think it was one session with that and then I was walking my dogs the next day and didn't even realise yeah. I hadn't you know it was afterwards I was like
1: would yeah, not think about yeah and
0: if I remember as well you used to get quite upset emotionally as well yeah. you used to get quite tearful about the loss of that as well and that's, yeah. that stopped as well yeah and, and
2: now I've gone to my uh, happy thoughts like my mum's got pictures in the kitchen of my auntie I couldn't even look at the pictures it right. was that bad and like, after, I was like the day after I saw Steve I was like no I'm going to look at these pictures and start remembering the good times because that's what I'd got so wrapped up in all the anger of her passing I hadn't remembered all the amazing things that we'd done and shared together. And now I've got that back, which is great.
0: Thank you. A, um, so if you, are you right to talk about the door opening remember yeah, the, yeah. Go for it. so there was one issue that we had I did. we, we, we worked on and it was <coughs> quite recently I mean yeah. bearing in mind like I said we've been, been doing this every week but it was about a month ago wasn't it And or two months ago and there was an issue where uh, Rebecca was with a friend a uh, so called friend and her friend led them up to went round to pick somebody up mm-hmm. and what happened was is that they he opened the door saw what was inside come and got you if I remember rightly um, and then basically said Rebecca come up here and then let Rebecca walk into the house and open the door and their friend was hanging from the thing. So that oh. yeah so since then Rebecca's had a real um, had a real issue around uh, st- I, o- opening doors
2: because yeah. I opened a door and switched on, switched on the light and found it was like a communal a- area. Yeah. So there was points I couldn't go into my house if the, you know if the lights were off I couldn't go in. Uh, I didn't realise I had an issue uh, I'd go, into, go to nightclubs and I'd op- open a door and let people go into like the other girls I was with go into the toilet I would wait to go to the toilet so I was with someone and then and all the toilets were there if there was an open one or if there was one that says green so it was open I wouldn't go in it I would wait till somebody come out of the toilet because I knew it was safe to right. go in it
1: so it's a massive it's, trigger yeah. now why didn't you realise it was an issue why didn't you know? Because you couldn't open doors. Yeah. So I'm interested, why do you think you didn't realise as was an issue? Because that's clearly a... a consciously, uh, yeah. that would be yeah. unusual. But why yeah. did you think you didn't know it was I, an I issue? I think
2: I just normalised it. You're alright. Ah, and like start switching on lights, I wouldn't go anywhere where I had to switch on a light.
1: Yeah. So I'd
2: sleep with my bedroom light on all sorts you that's what
1: Steve we talk about a lot people normalise their behaviour people Steve talks about this a lot people, we normalise things that have changed in the way we behave and we go oh that's normal but it's that's not who normal. I am it's, it's who I've become it's not normal I mean, yeah. it wasn't normal I mean you've got to be able to open a door to go into a room I mean that's yeah. insane behaviour yeah. I mean she obviously used to develop coping strategies around it didn't mm. you but, but that's not good and obviously the trauma you went through is more like a PTSD type thing mm. it's a massive shock and that is what happens when you have shocks like that it creates you create habits and behaviors to adapt and not go near the shock yeah to uh, so, so your brain avoids reliving that shock over again
0: yeah and i think the other thing as well is that people are frightened to go say for example if someone has experienced that in the past they go well i don't want to go back and visit it i don't want to yeah. talk about it i don't want to go there but if you just go there once and yeah. switch it off it's gone or keep reliving it or keep avoiding it for 10 20 30 40 years or for the rest of your life. Yeah. I know what I would rather do. I'd rather go through it once and just experience it and because as we switch in stuff off the pain and the the response gets less and less anyway until it's all gone. Yeah. So you've only really got to go to that that real deep pain once because once that's been switched off it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. But most people would rather keep it for 20 years or 30 years or once they'd they want to but they do keep it for 20 or 30 years um, when actually they could just go and visit it that one last time and get rid of it and you know there was a lot especially around uh, with you because there was a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around Mm. the fact of uh, that you felt in some ways responsible and Mm. felt that you couldn't help the person even though Rebecca had nothing to do with the whole incident she she was just unfortunate to walk open the door and see what she saw yeah there was a lot of guilt and shame around that she why didn't she help him before what could she have done right to help the person before he'd done what he did so there's a lot so she took the responsibility of the of that of that issue as well as the, the, the trauma experience as well and so um, there was a lot there to go and switch off, and, and I know it was quite a tough one for you. Yeah. Um, it was one of the toughest yeah. ones we've done, but um, what I will say is that we probably got it out in about an hour and a half, didn't we? Yeah. It was about an hour and a half, and we got rid of the whole lot, and that was all the guilt, all the shames, a whole lot of the PTSD, and now you're having no problems opening no. doors, and she's no longer having nightmares and the like. So yeah. it's all pretty much healed, did you know? Brilliant,
1: that's fantastic, and that that is a, that is a, a classic thing with. This type of scenario we talk about a lot, but guilt and shame hold everything in place. Uh, And it's under lots of things. We don't know it's there. But a typical thing like this would contain a lot of guilt and shame because as human beings, if we are good human beings, we generally do take on the responsibility. And often that responsibility is completely unwarranted because it had nothing to do with us. But like you said, we're programmed through life in many different ways to respond in certain ways that are not healthy and good for us. Uh, so, so that's a brilliant story. That's fantastic. Thank yeah, that you for sharing good. that, Rebecca. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, when I, I remember meeting you at that that soul exhibition, and you are a completely different person today. Yeah. You look different. Uh, you are more confident in who you are. Uh, you look healthier and happier. And you know, you're still continuing or, or through the process. I don't like the word journey, but you're still continuing through your process and clearing mm. things but you had a lot happening in your life and you've got a lot of things to do yeah. and and if you really want to solve your problems sometimes you do have to um take time and work through some of the things uh, some people come to me they're very they, they're more complex and they have more complex problems and it takes time to work through through them but the benefit of that is is you feel happier healthier so, so where are you
0: where would you say you're at now She's here um, and she with us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I was gonna no. say,
0: yeah. what's it going on? Yeah.
2: I was gonna say, yeah.
1: I'm talking to you right yeah. here. Talking nonsense what? again. What? I'm, on, I'm the moon. on the phone. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> on yeah. the radio. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in a, I'm in a lot better place. Like, I, I mean, I know I've got a massive issue with speaking out about everything. I think that is probably one of my main issues. And like, I know when I'm here, sometimes I can't get my words out. And Steve knows exactly. I don't know how he knows it, but he knows exactly where I need, need to go and like what I'm trying to say. But I am getting a lot of uh, a lot better at it now. So I was giving you an example
0: earlier wasn't I Yeah. I, was, I can't remember what I said now. Yeah. See so that's the thing like so something at work course. Like, I think, you know. Yeah. And I said I think well would you say that you're now getting your power back? You're now yeah. starting to you're now starting to be yeah. less um, influenced and less reactive yeah. and less and weak yeah. as and yeah. you're now becoming in your power. Yeah. You're you're proud of being yeah. able to to yeah. to
2: And I don't have to accept what people are saying like like people might say stuff to me and i'm like no no now it's like that's your opinion it's it's nothing to do with me it's like i, I like spending money and i've got someone who keeps saying to me oh what are you buying that for what are you buying that for what about and i'm like because i want to hmm. it's like no that's your issue there's obviously something going on for you now yeah but you have to every time you see me like pick pick up on it yeah like like my mother that was it I was saying about about my mother like she said you're alright and I'm like yeah I'm fine oh you look tired it's like every time I speak to her every time I see her you look tired she always asks me how I am and the next thing is you look tired and I'm like no I'm absolutely fine and like it's like, was, like Steve had to again point it out but it's like little things I, I start picking up on and so I'll remember that next time and mm. you know, like, when she says it I'm like are you I'll say are you all right are you tired and like see what reaction I get because it's obviously running for her yeah I'm yeah. perfectly fine she's actually just projecting
1: that projecting she's feeling out, yeah. tired yeah. Of herself so yeah, yeah. Mm. So, that, so to any so you make great improvement you know yeah. and you've cleared lots of things. To anyone listening, what would you say to them who've been through things you've been through, who've done the route you've done? What would you say to people who've maybe start struggling?
2: Get yourself to Steve or Jonathan. I have sent a couple of people to to see Steve, and they've both, like one of them, um, he was in a car accident, and I I saw the car because he's my neighbour, saw the car outside, text him to see where he was. Rose. I saw him I think it was about a week later I saw him and I was, he was telling me like all this trauma stuff going on. I was trying not to laugh and smile as he was talking and I was like because I was thinking you need to go and see Steve you need to go and see Steve and once he finished talking to me I said just give this guy a ring I didn't know if he had or not the next time I saw him I actually sent him the link to a load of your uh, podcasts. Mm. next time I saw him he was driving a car he hadn't been able to do that since his accident you know, so I know it works. I saw him and I was like, I pointed him, and said, "What are you doing in your car?" And he's like, I've seen Steve," and we both started laughing. He's like, "How does he do it?" I was like, "I don't know." And like, all we did was giggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'll say, if if you've got an issue, come. You know, it will get resolved and it's instant. It's not like you've got to go. I've got a little a lot of issues. This is why I keep coming. But if you've got something you want to clear, you know, it's instant. Why would you want to struggle with it for months or years? Yeah. yeah. When you can clear it in, like, a couple of hours.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's yeah. That, that's I, kind of what we're yeah. trying to promote.
2: And that's the thing, I have cleared stuff. I know I've cleared stuff, because we, we laugh about it now, because sometimes he'll mention something, and I'm like, have we cleared that? And I'm like, must have done, because I've got, like, no attachment to it yeah. like i just, was just also, forget about you can't now. remember it you just forget it yeah. just goes out your mind are you going to go about the one that i can't stop laughing at now?
0: yeah i mean there's something <laughs> there's something one that we she can't stop laughing right. at can you yeah. so
2: it's like i've um i've got problems with with my womb uh i've been told i'll never get pregnant naturally if i get pregnant i'm not going to go full term i'll have to have the baby at six or seven months basically the womb is going to tell anything to go away it's not um,
0: so that was just, a big issue for you it was, because it was a massive
2: issue not being able to have kids like I've had people tell me they do want to be with me because of it you know like I've met new people and they've not even wanted to go out I've met them online which is probably the worst place to meet people uh, and you know they've totally blocked me because I can't have kids right so I've really really struggled with that every time I think about it I cry you know, I thought, there's no way doing a te- oh, I'm going to say something positive about not having kids. And like, I was in a restaurant laughing about the fact that, it's, you know, to me, it's not anybody would think that's not normal. But when I say now I can't have kids, it just makes me <laughs> laugh.
1: Brilliant. Fantastic. It doesn't about a much yeah. better response, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Now, if you can see her face, she's giggling. Her face has gone uh-huh. red. She's, Rishes, she's lit Rishes. up. Her eyes are lit up. Which is
0: cleaning. sort of strange, really, because something that's so, yeah. like, would mean yeah. so much to any human being. It would mean something a lot that, to a woman. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit to a lot I've of women, like that's a massive it, thing. So,
2: yeah. But to be able to, and I was, like, every time I mentioned it to Steve, I just burst out laughing, so, you know, it's, yeah. and I've cleared it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so that's the thing, you see, because most people think that they need to feel bad and sad because it will give them that, but actually it doesn't help because it doesn't change the outcome of the situation, whether you can have children or not, whether you feel guilty, ashamed, sad, depressed, it's not 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 going to change the outcome. So wouldn't it be better to be in a position where ultimately you can think about that thing or discuss it quite openly without having to you know, like I said in the last thing, most people will say, oh yeah, I don't want to talk about it, or don't go there. They say they've dealt with the problem. No, I've dealt with that problem. But if you start talking about it, it's, "I don't go there. I don't want to talk about it. That's because I haven't dealt with the problem. problem, Then all they're doing, what will happen now is it will pull up those feelings. So wouldn't it be better to not have that and live your life from a place where those issues and those triggers aren't there? So, and I, and I admire Rebecca for doing it because, you know, it's a, it's, you know, that's a, there's, I mean, it's some big things that we've worked for and, and stuff. But version. you know, what I admire about Re- uh, Rebecca, in particular, is the fact which I see a lot of. I see a lot of myself as similarities in how I had to deal with my stuff. I see the same with yeah. Rebecca, and uh, and I sort of. It's great. To, she's great to work with, um, and she's so dedicated. And I've just seen this person go from, from you know, if we had a scale of naught to ten, I've seen her go from naught to nine in just eight months and heal a lot of, a lot of stuff and yeah. all, my hat, uh, all my hat goes off and all credit to her I think she's amazing.
2: Well, I've even yeah. done it here, haven't I? There's been stuff that I've said, no, I don't want to do this this week and yeah. he's like, go on, no, we've got to do it and I'm like, no, I'm not doing it and so even like when I'm coming here, I'm trying to stop doing it but then once we've cleared it, I'm like, well, Why? it? Did, yeah. Why? Because that Why? resistance yeah. is so
1: unconscious yeah. that it, it, it can fight in the unconscious that that guilt mm. and shame keeps it there. Yeah. The guilt and shame really tricks you and goes, no, I don't want, I don't want to deal with that. I I, mm. I had something happen this week. It's a very very small thing, uh, mm. and and for the first few days, my unconscious was going, it it, it wouldn't let mm. me go there. It was like what well, I I really had to fight it, and I knew it was the guilt and shame going. Well, it's that sad. I don't want to go to the shame. But I didn't want to mm. feel the shame. I didn't want to feel the shame that I was feeling. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want to go there. Um but my brain, even though my brain knew if I just went to it and switched it off, it'd be gone. I didn't want to feel it for thirty seconds. But that's the
0: struggle I'll struggle. I was saying to you that's last week. That's the a, struggle. The struggle. That's the struggle what and that? the that's a struggle. And a struggle. Yeah. What, that's, it's, that's the issue I've been having with the issue that I've been trying to switch off. Yeah. But I've I know it's there. I know I need to resolve it. And it's what I say to uh, you know. Sometimes it's really difficult to when you're working on yourself to do it. But I have that, and I know that it's me sabotaging. Yeah. It's sabotaging that. Yeah. And, um, it
1: does. And it does happen. So we totally understand when people are stuck, and we get it because it's just frustrating cuz like you say you can feel it and then then in, in an hour later and it's gone and then you sit there and go well why did i even bother yeah why, why did i even I'm actually
0: giggling off. there over some really serious some yeah. really serious traumatic things and one of the outcomes of when you actually know you've got a clearance around a specific issue is they just start, start giggling, giggling right? Yeah, that's right. I, I love it when that happens, it's just such <laughs> a right. great You're feeling just... and then Steve
2: starts giggling which makes me giggle even <laughs> yeah, more, to... it? <laughs> it's, it's like 10 like like minutes like later late, we're still laughing, yeah. Yeah. it's
0: Brilliant. great. And it's, and it's something that's been really life changing, really traumatic and it's been a real, something you've been carrying that's really painful and you wouldn't even talk about it and then once you've gone mm. there and cleared it, you're sitting there giggling your head off, and it's a lovely mm. feeling. I've I've experienced that on many things. And um, mm. but going back to what you were saying, I think in a lot of cases that um, a lot of people also will won't accept that it's them. That it's them that's the problem. It's the blame. Yeah. So it the goes blame, back to the blame, blame again. So uh, my issue or my unhappiness is. You, know, you could quite have easily blamed your mum or your dad or something in your yeah. past, rather than accepting that or, you know, that it's actually about you and your and your thoughts and your beliefs and your emotional response yeah. to the situation. Because you're taking ownership, you can resolve it. Yeah. But as soon as you go outside and look to something external that is the problem, A, it will prevent you from solving it because you're not the problem, yeah. yeah. Well
2: also, is that, or on the bed?
0: Your right, bed, or bed. I've
2: actually got that on the side right next to my bed so every morning I wake up and I see that and I just repeat yeah. the same thing so I yeah. lo- like, so I know cause
1: I'm... and if anyone wants a, a proper diagram of the bed so they can look at it just email me I've got a, a really lovely diagram of it I'll just email it to you yeah. uh, my email address is jonathan uh, at, at inside, inside, inside
0: hyphen out
1: dot co Com, dot com right. dot com
0: so it's jonathan <laughs> at inside hyphen out effect dot co dot uk yeah
1: just in uh, and if in, you
0: can't spell jonathan that's j o n a t h a n uh then you can ask me and that's stephen with a ph
1: yeah uh just email me there or message me on facebook and i'll just send you the diagrams i've got it all drawn out yeah in a lovely diagram that i use with my clients and give it to them to to and it's, it's really simple to read and look at. Um, uh, but yeah, once you can do that, it's once you start yeah. using it, you can see it. It's really good to have it on your wall, yeah. So you can look at what the problem is and go, well, where am I? Am I above or below the line? Yeah,
0: when it becomes a subconscious uh, competence thing, you know, you're, it's like, like driving. You don't have to think about it. When you're doing it and practicing it every day and you're seeing it every day, it becomes a normal natural behaviour. Yeah. And when it comes a normal natural behaviour, it becomes a normal response. And so it makes it very much easier for you to now identify when other people are acting, blaming, arguing or whatever. You can literally say, well, this isn't about me. This is about you. Yeah. And it's really empowering because... Mm. We don't get enrolled in other people's shit, and then you know react in certain ways, which we then feel guilty about because of the way that reacted, and it all just escalates, and it's all it's all nonsense, really. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, thanks,
1: Rebecca, for coming along. So well, thank for you for, me. for sitting in our, in our new office. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's gorgeous. Uh, and... You too, though. No, thank <laughs> I'm you oh. very much. Well, I haven't had my final coat. <laughs> it's yet, after a free so session, that's, mate. That's, yeah. So that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can give time. her that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, we appreciate and We appreciate you you telling your story because that's that's never easy to do, and you have probably never done anything like this before. So no. again, it's quite new for you. Uh, so we do appreciate that thank you yeah. um, and uh, so to wrap up Steve
0: what do you want to say uh, nothing really uh, nothing of any of any uh, value no nothing of not any trait, value
1: no. <laughs> so like usual really yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no I'm nothing teasing folks say. no no he's a very very knowledgeable bloke I'll, I'll, I'll say he, he teaches me lots every single day
0: okay cool thanks for that mate yeah so no so um, so I'd say that's probably let's wrap it up for uh, this week thank you to Rebecca for joining us um, wrap it up it's Christmas that's a good one. Very good like I like right, that put right. a bow on it yeah well I think we're going to do another one uh, before Christmas I think I just yeah, hope so yeah we should do yes. another one before Christmas um, I don't know what we're going to do on it but we'll come up with something we'll, we'll come uh, we'll up keep with something keep you in suspenders in suspenders in suspenders Christmas you know what that is Um, So uh, if you are looking to uh, question, have any questions or um, anything you want to ask both, either myself or Jonathan, you can reach out to us um, on Facebook at Inside Out Effect. Um, You can contact us at the uh, www.inside-outeffect.co.uk. You can also uh, ask us questions on the YouTube channel. Um, If you also would like to work with Jonathan who is an expert in chronic pain and also works with uh, uh, depression and anxiety and emotional issues and mental health, you can contact him at those previous um, addresses or his website which is www.decodingpain.com. Likewise, if you want to work with myself and uh, resolve your emotional or your uh, uh, mental issues, um, regarding anything depression, anxiety, PTSD which we just discussed with uh, Rebecca you can go to www.healingthemind.co.uk. Um, so I'm not going to keep rattling on about how they can contact us because yeah, that's fine I think they've got, the they've got enough, enough ways to contact yeah, us there's plenty of ways for
1: us to get in touch yeah uh, or you could just psychically reach out to us and we'll pick up on the vibes yes yeah. we can um, energetically energetically reach energetically out to connect us. to you just, just think about us yeah. and we'll call and we'll think about you yeah, yes. yeah. so um,
0: yeah. okay yeah so um, we'll probably be going to be doing another podcast uh, probably within the next uh, two weeks I know I've got my son coming over from my you have on yes. the 22nd we'll so do one before he comes we over we need to do one before he comes yeah, over yeah. so um, we want to thank you for listening to this podcast as always we really want to thank Rebecca for uh, hanging around and um, you know telling us a story yeah. uh, anything you, you want to add please John if you know doing?
1: anyone who could really benefit from listening to the podcast anyone suffering with uh, mental problems or physical problems and uh, you know they've tried everything it's not working then just let give, give them the podcast to listen to yeah. a lot of our clients refer to us because someone's given them a podcast to listen to yeah. and then they've given us a call uh, because they've resonated with what we're saying they've listened to it and they've gone oh that, you know that makes a lot of sense yeah. so if you know anyone that's great and um, Thanks everyone for listening. We, we get lots of feedback about our podcast. We really appreciate all the feedback and people really enjoy listening to our podcasts and we love hearing that feedback as well, so that's even better. Yeah. Uh, so we really appreciate that and until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, keep smiling.
0: Yeah, and, and don't suffer in silence. That's all I want to do is, I mean, there is a, there, there, there is a solution to whatever problem you're having it doesn't really matter. And don't be afraid to go and reach out to us because it can be resolved, like Rebecca said earlier, very, very, very quickly. So don't suffer in yeah. silence. Be courageous. Be brave. You don't have to have what's going on uh, internally or mentally. It can be resolved. So so thanks, for jo- uh, thanks again, Jonathan. It's been always a pleasure having you here. Uh, we will see you on the next episode of the Inside Out Effect. Uh, I've been your host, Stephen Jakes, and he's been the host as well this week, Jonathan Shaw. So cheerio and have a great week.